Hello and welcome to this podcast. My name is JL, I'm your host, and I am going to be taking you through a journey of conversations every single time we upload, ranging from all sorts of topics, as well as some reflections from myself. And I want to encourage you with all of this conversation, everything that comes up, to take it to your community group, whoever you're doing life with, and to have the bigger conversation about it. The aim of this podcast, obviously, is to take topics and things that would necessarily not have all the time in the world to be talked about and actually expand on it. But I'm sure the conversation goes beyond this. So thanks for tuning in. And feel free to get in touch with me if you have any questions, some stuff you want um, highlighted. I'd love to hear from you. And my hope and prayer with this podcast and this conversation is that you would follow Jesus in a deeper way and abide in him now and until forever. Yeah. So and cow. <laughs> hey, what do you call a cow in the middle of an earthquake? I uh, don't know. Milkshake? Yes, sir. <laughs> my little boy's got, um, <laughs> he's got these little cows that are... Attached to bells on his little standing frame thing. Oh yeah, classic. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, I, and I'm always as a shake that moment. I'm always like, look, it's a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> to He's going to grow up to be such yes, a smart ass. He's going to appreciate comedy. That's what he's going to appreciate, especially my dad jokes. <laughs> For those of you who are connected to me personally, to some level, um, that is all. Well, the majority uh, of what I post on my <laughs> stories is jokes. Yeah, he was doing dad jokes before he was a dad. Before I was a dad. Oh my gosh. Good setup. <laughs> um, it's just all. <laughs> <laughs> I just so wanted to go down this new age way of spirituality. I was like, just projecting my thoughts. Just projecting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to the universe. To the universe, yeah. The universe doesn't care. <laughs> It does not care. It it has no conscience. I'm sorry. Well, that will have offended somebody who believes in the universe as a deity. I look forward to your emails. Um, okay, so um, so one of the things that I wanted to touch on anyway has been to do with um, you wanted to chat about Romans 12 and how we think and changing mm. our minds because uh, we'll actually ended up reading not too long ago, actually probably not too long ago, probably three years ago, <laughs> Switch on your brain by Caroline Leaf, which was pretty ah. good with um, on the scientific, um, and I'll probably have to read her updated book one. Um, mm-hmm. All has to do with how to change your mind, patterns of thinking, thinking about what you think about, what affects what we think about, um, <laughs> yeah. and how there is a connection. Well, I think we're jumping to the next episode now, <laughs> which is <laughs> awesome, um, uh, which really affects your. And yeah, and so um, she actually also did research and talked about how now neuroplasticity, about neuroplasticity, um, its origins, um, Switch on Your Brain um, is a really interesting book and talks about the history of it, where it came from, who was a big push for it, neuroplasticity, and Mm. um, where scientists, I guess, stand today with regards to whether or not there's a mind and brain connection if uh, the if yeah, brain the is the mind or the mind the is the two, brain yeah they do different competing um um whether or not they're different um one weird thing that i found out i think it was probably last year is that they have found um they have found neurons the same similar to what are in your brain in the walls of your heart 
which means that our heart wow. can think as well. Uh, yeah. How? Wow. That's something different. Um, you know, like, but um, I think so far what it's been connected to is the reality that when you feel like you, as if you are having emotional pain at the heart space, like in, in your actual physical heart space, mm-hmm. that, that is real, or that chest pain that's connected to emotional mm-hmm. pain. And so, um, um, and the other thing is that when you feel emotional pain, your brain registers that as any other pain. Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't know the difference. Dis- yeah, it doesn't distinguish. Pain is pain to the brain. <laughs> so, it's a, your mind actually, if you believe in your mind and bo- mind and brain, they're, you know, separate from one another, mm. that then your mind creates a concept around what that pain means, which then mm. informs your emotions. Which informs your thinking. And therefore... You associate you think whatever about. feelings come right. about a certain cer- and so circumstance. You yeah. know, that's a simplified way of putting it, but obviously there's, mm. you know, it's a way more complex and there's so many mm. layers to it, but I was so surprised to think just to, to find that out. Yeah. Um, super excited about the reality that um, for Caroline Leaf, she had believed for a long time that as it says in that Romans 12 verse, Mm. be transformed by the renewing of your your mind. Um, She had believed for a long time that the mind can be changed. You can teach old dog new tricks, Mm. that kind of thing. And so she actually ended up researching that. And so a 2,000-plus-year-old throwaway statement in the Bible, um, some... I'm sorry. So I can already imagine someone. Oh, he said throwaway statement. I'm <laughs> offended. Offended. Um, um, yeah, some 2,000 year old. You know, it looks like a one of those things Paul is saying through his highly dense letter um, mm-hmm. has such significance today because we think that thinking is important and thinking rightly is important. Um, mm. And it brings hope as well for a lot oh, of people. Yeah. Um, mm. But if you if you are a Christian and you have been and you read your Bible and you believe what the disciples of Jesus have written about God living among human, then you probably always knew this, that mm. God's process for us is to be transformed into the image of Jesus, which means we can become new. Mm. What is Jesus says? Unless you are born again, that's like that is a new process, and so we see it in in the natural mm. um, that you have to learn as a child what it's like to live in the space and the context that you are, and if you are removed from that context and into another, there is a way of thinking that works within that context that you have to acclimate to so that you can operate well in that context. Mm. Like I moved countries when I was young mm. and the way of thinking from where I come from is not the way of thinking of Australia. Mm. Mm. And so I had to literally be transformed within my mind so that my behaviour would be different mm. from what I was behaving like and thinking like mm. in the context of where I came from. So... Um, yeah, which it's is already doable and natural. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting because as you were talking, just like f- 
we we're already as being made in God's image, um, already have that innate ability to rethink, uh, renew, be transformed by just renewing our mind and reading the word and prayer. But it's funny how that clashes with the cultural idea of newness or renewing or being <laughs> transformed. It's the culture from, I guess, is kind of telling you that you actually have to bring something from the outside in to kind of transform you. Where How it's you talking mean? about the fact that you you lack certain things, so you need uh, a new car, you need the certain status, so you need certain things to kind of be new or to be transformed or to elevate yourself mm-hmm. and to be accepted, to be seen as whatever. Um and like you're saying, like similar story for me is like, yeah, I when my parents came here to Australia as well, like I had to change like the first thing culture shock for me was like back home, it was like kinda normal to kind of just you know, walk in the streets at night to kinda like to say goodnight or hi to someone. Mm. Like it's just being gent being nice and friendly, but coming here it's just like <laughs> people are like, No, what? Look at you weird when you try to Personal space. <laughs> Don't invade my personal space with your words and your eyes. Stay out of my canoe. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, yeah, it's interesting because being transformed by the renewing of your mind, it, um, it's one of those things, I don't know, maybe for you it was the same to you as well. Like you kind of learned because of that Christian background that to kind of adapt accordingly to whatever situation. And I always thought it was a you know, a pastor's kid, missionary's kid sort of thing where you just, you know, you learn to acclimatize to different cultures. But mm. it's an inbuilt thing that we all as have as Christians. It's like, be, you know, what's that scripture about be in the world but not of the world? It's like, I know, like you just throwing it out of context there in that phrase. But the idea of actually that you actually have everything that you need within you Um to actually carry out what God's trying to do um, in those around you. Like, you know, the whole concept of being um, the temple of the Holy Spirit is like wherever you step, wherever you stand, that's where the presence of God and heaven and earth meet is like, that's crazy to think about. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think rethinking your mind or rethinking or renewing your mind is... For me, I think just actually just remembering. It's not about, like a friend of mine once said to me, it's like it's not really, it's not really teaching that we need. It's actually reminding. Mm, actually, Very good saying. <laughs> very good. Very it's not true. teaching, it's reminding we yeah. need. Yeah, for sure. Um, who is it? Uh, there's somebody who talks about it, but um, I don't know where I heard it from. <laughs> I would have read a book about um, about it, but there is this weird, really interesting thinking. I think I am reading a book about it, but that you can become so progressive in your thinking that the that being progressive itself creates in you a mentality that you must not have anything that's old or deemed old. Mm within you and in your practice and in your thinking. Otherwise, mm. you are no longer progressive because progression has all to do with forward momentum mm. um, and forward moving. Um, 
And so... It also has to do with your timing, not God's. And your timing, absolutely. And, and, and it's you-focused as well. Um, and so part of, that, part of that way of thinking also has to um, influence how much value you place on things that are of old, depending what things that are of old mm. look like to you. So mm. for some people it's um, as old as 40, 50, 20 years ago. That is like ancient. Mm. So, um, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to, even when we when we think about how progressive the, the progression of things are going, mm. um, that a lot of it is actually pre-predicted and talked about in the Bible. Um, yeah. You know, when, when you when you say we have everything that we need, that's actually super scriptural. When Peter is writing to the whoever is writing to, I think the people that were being um, incarcerated by Nero. Um, And first Peter, um, he actually tells them that God has given us everything that we need to live the godly life that Mm. we, that he's called us to. So we, he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing that we need in order to live the life he's called. And so there's no more that God Mm. is giving out. It's all. So when you talk about Holy Spirit being inside of us and our Mm. bodies, we are in his temple now. He comes with everything. Yeah. It is God. Yeah. You know, he comes with everything that we need. We have every resource that he has for us in order for us to be living the life of Christ. And mm. um, and so, yeah, it does go against the flow of this world, which is very much you're lacking something. Mm. And man, we could break that down. I love breaking that way of thinking <laughs> down. Um, yeah, which is like you're lacking something, and so you know, um, you whatever it is you pay attention to uh, will remind you that you are lacking something. Attention economy. Yeah. And whatever it is that you are lacking, if you have it, then you will become more complete. Not complete, complete, but more complete. Enough. Yeah. For now. Enough. <laughs> Because they know if you get to there, they've got another thing for you. Yeah. It's like a pyramid scheme. Um, but, <laughs> you know, like, um, and, and it's these things that then turn into um, idols mm. that we devote our attention, our focus, our money, our energy to mm. over time in pursuit of a better me. Mm. It's all me-centered. At the mm. end of the day, it's like, it's all, that's all it is. It's yeah. me-centered. So when you think about, and you know, and when you think about thinking about what you think about as you're pursuing that and what drives you to think about what you think about as you're pursuing all of that, you, we, we are going after ourselves, but oh, we are so small. Yeah, but we are so small and the things that we, you know, sometimes we, we add it so we feel more empowered, like, or we, we add it because we feel we lack. Um, 
it's all kind of unraveling to show us that we are so tiny. We cannot be the center of our own lives because our lives are meant to be a fireworks display of the greatness of God. Mm. And so if you have God at the center, that is exactly what will happen. Mm. If you have you at the center, you will see just how small you are. <laughs> you know, and, 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 yeah. and that's what we do. Like if you think about a kid who's like one, who's so selfish, <laughs> it's such a turn off. You're just like, well, who the heck do you think you are? It's mine. They don't share. It's like you don't yeah. want to be in the vicinity of that kid because it's so self-centered. Yeah. But and, and, and that's how adults are, you know, mm. are living their lives these days. Cutting off important relationships, cutting off people. I saw a guy called I will name him. <laughs> he will be named. <laughs> he will be named. I, I I I listen to the stuff in him that is wise. So if you don't you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, a two day old Christian um, everything from this guy that you listen to, you probably should have somebody in your life to your relationship with who can tell you, who can help you on how to discern this. About I saw this um, post by a guy called Pons, Paul, Paul, Paul Scanlon, <laughs> and um, he's very introverted, <laughs> so extremely introverted that he's advocating introversion, and um, oh. and he um. He posted a video of himself talking about um, in the wider co- in a wi- in a wider context. You would have to find the full video yourself. But he talks about how you know, like, I haven't been to a Christmas party in this many years, and I love it. Now <laughs> he's talking about how the fact that introverts don't need fixing. Uh huh. But that line by itself was like, okay, now. Y- because you have people that take things to the extreme, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, oh, really? live the best <laughs> life that you can. If I take uh-huh. that to the extreme, it would be like, oh, yeah, I don't need to go to any Christmas party. But the number one thing that you actually see in the Bible, especially, you know, and so if you're a Christian, you're listening to this guy, one of the things that you see in the Bible that's so clear, it's like the commandment. It's love others. How can you love people you're not around? Even if you're an introvert, have somebody around. Yep. You must be exposed <coughs> to situations that are inconvenient to you so that the love of God in you might be tested and grow in capacity. Um, that must happen. Otherwise, we turn into a... It's not really a Christianized version of it, but for lack of a better word, into a Christianized version of do mm. you. Just... Yeah. Whatever makes you feel comfortable. That's taking what's of the world and bringing it in and going, yeah. Um, I'm not going to Christmas parties now. Oh, in fact, you know what? There's so many people at church that are just so whack. I'm not going to be part of that community. It doesn't fit my God-given introversion. Oh my god. I can't. I can't stand around after church talking to people. That kind I of can't stand, you know, like, <laughs> dude, the way that we know you love God is through how you love people. You must be exposed to them. Yeah, and how are you going to find out you're introverted if you're not around people? <laughs> well, go on an island. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just, yeah, no, that there's, it's funny, I was just 
reminded of the uh, scripture. Like, I don't know exactly where it is about um, do not be, um, I, don't know, I don't know if it's conformed or do not be swayed by the winds of change or winds of new teaching. Um, I think that's oh, yeah, that's Paul writing to Timothy. Um, he's talking about how the, yeah, it's first, second Timothy, second Timothy is talking about how there's, there'll be people who, um, you know, they'll be chasing after every new wind of teaching. Um, but the end goal is that they would find somebody who tells them exactly something that's going to itch their ears or what they want to hear. It's, yeah, it's that Mark says phrase of the kingdom without the king. It's the idea of having <laughs> the yeah. utopia that you want with all the benefits of what God uh, will give us as being part of his kingdom and his reign and rule. But, you know, I get to decide if I feel like I want to go to a Christmas party, I'll go yeah. to a Christmas party. If I decide, nah, it's too hard, I won't... Uh, Obviously, use that, what I've just said, with a grain of salt because, you know, don't be in situations where it's super abusive and you need to remove yourself. Oh, yeah, but for sure. Don't be stupid. <laughs> do not be stupid. And if you do the foolish things, make sure that you have someone wise who can help you mm. to discern. And the only way to do that is to be in community to find that out, which is... Less, it's funny how you think that people would want to be more in part of community. The first, at least half of 2020, was like, Oh, I just want to be in community. Let's get back to it. And, and then, then you're back to you, like, No, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to, to. It was a mistake. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Um, yeah, so the. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about the conformity. Conformity. Mm, um, so What's the definition of that, by the way? Yeah, you probably let me look that up. Yeah, conformity. To conform. To conform versus to transform. <laughs> Transformers. Who's your favorite transformer? <laughs> Who's my favorite transformer? Whoever. I don't really. I'm not really into it. I think it's that Megatron guy. I guess. You like Megatron? And it's the only one I know. I I knew you'd be. I knew you were evil. Megatron is like the big bad guy. Yeah, actually, I probably would Moral sway of the more story, towards that because it's don't like meet Nathan in a dark alley <laughs> while I'm you owe him money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're bringing ice cream, I'm sure he'll be okay. <laughs> while you owe him money. Hey, just while you're doing that, let me just call back uh, somebody uh -huh. as you're doing that. But you introduced conformity, <laughs> and um, I'll try and pick up where you leave off. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, conformity. So I'm just looking up the definition right now. So conformity. Um, there's a few different, obviously, definitions that we're going to go with. That we could go with, sorry. Oh, ooh, psychology has a different definition. Of it. Let's have a look at that. What is conformity? Uh, simplypsychology.org. Defines conformity is a type of social influence involving a change in belief or behavior in order to fit in <laughs> with a group. This change, is, this change is in response to real involving the physical presence of others or imagined involving the presence of social norms, expectation or group pressure. 
pressure. Conformity can also be simply defined as yielding to group pressures. Um, Crutchfield, 1955. Group pressure may take different forms. For example, bullying, persuasion, teasing, criticism, etc. Conformity is also known as majority influence or group pressure. So that's simply psychology's definition of conformity. Uh, the dictionary definition of conformity is compliance with standards, rules, or laws. Or an example, conformity to regulations. Behavior in accordance with socially acceptable or accepted conventions. Uh, yeah, okay. So conformity. Um, as we can tell by those two different definitions, uh, the core of it is actually going with what the majority is. It feels like it's about going with what everyone else is saying, what everyone else is doing. Um, case in point example, what the <laughs> case in point example is 2020 COVID situation. Everyone's jumping online, doing their own thing online. So it's like, oh yeah, we're all doing it. Um, and everyone's trying to be new and hip and try to be as engaging. So we all try to do it like, and then another thing could be <laughs> in the first three months, six months in of COVID, uh, the, the rallies that have the Black Lives Movement rally that happened. BLM, baby. <laughs> the rally that happened. Represent. <laughs> that, happened in, <laughs> that happened in the middle of Perth City and everyone was like, yeah, let's go rally. Even though it's COVID happening around right now, we'll be fine. Like... Crowd mentality or crowd theory, I think, is one of the things I read recently. Just like, um, <laughs> you just basically, like, you just, you know, because you're in a crowd, because you're in a group, there's, a, you're not individual, you know, stand out, so you can't be called out. You're, you're, yep. d you can um, say oh. you're, you know, there's no, there's deniability and there's no accountability while you're in that group, it's like, oh, yeah, these people are bad, even though you were probably in there doing it as well. So I think conformity does... Yo, like I think I preached about that at Urban at some point. Did you? <laughs> um, oh, man, it's hectic. So we actually looked at the story of Joseph. Um, <laughs> and um, I had... Yosef. Josefi? <laughs> so sorry. Oh, my gosh. Um we had the yeah we pretty much had i pretty much had the the opportunity to actually talk about um he that little interaction that he has with his brothers and how mm. groupthink or group mentality mm. works because yeah conformity is that is that you go with the most popular thing so uh -huh. i'm currently also reading a book that i'm borrowing from a friend of mine called groupthink Yo, you look short. <laughs> <laughs> Trying he to get down to this mic because yeah. it's like I'm breaking my neck. I need to chiropractor. Well, this. you can raise it up to your you raise to your level. Um, <laughs> Not that song. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, this is a lot of fun watching. Um, 
Yeah, and how mob mentality works. And so I'm reading a book yeah. where this guy is actually tracing how mob mentality works. So you can see it throughout history. Uh-huh. How political correctness, which <laughs> is another thing that as is a part of this whole group thing thing and conformity, yeah. uh, works as part of that to help to push a certain agenda of how people think. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and so, you know, even you know, Christians in the Roman Empire, for example, one of the things that they had to um, be transformed from, especially if you're a Christian and you're born Roman mm. um, or in the Roman kingdom, is that Caesar, Caesar was Lord. And so when you said Jesus is Lord in that kingdom, it's you essentially saying, I, I am not, I'm not being politically correct yeah, and I could get killed for it. Mm. Um, but also I'm saying this as a direct opposition to what is widely accepted right now so yeah group think um you know what happens to people's minds when they begin uh when they're in a riot or you know a um a peaceful demonstration so let me let me just <laughs> read some some really interesting stuff that <laughs> i found out um some of the causes of mob mentality Ooh. um is that you, when you're part of the group, you can become de-individualized, which means that you experience your lo- a loss of self-awareness. So consciously, you lose this level of self-awareness and you become us-aware. Oh. <laughs> it's weird, but it's a weird phenomenon. So... Um, one of the things... So... You become us You become us-aware, so... Um, one of the things that <laughs> happens as Sounds well. Sounds like a really bad <laughs> South African song. I swear. <laughs> we will win, Baba. Um, so, uh, sorry on a, for on a offending neuro- other people. There. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it'll happen. Um, so, on a neurological level, yeah, I think if you're in a room with with a number of people, or you are with a number of people, where you are engaged in something that you have a level of agreement on. Um, or moving forward on, your brainwave patterns actually start to match up. So if you came with something like anxiety, for example, let's say, you know, you you are, for those of you watching, you you know, if you came with anxiety, it will be spiking because of your heart rate, right? Uh If you came peaceful, it would be like a more calm wave. And so whatever the prevailing kind of sense of brainwave pattern is, over time, uh-huh. in that group, your brain wave, and if they took a, every other brain wave in there, it would actually sync up really well. Because I say you lose your indiv- individualization inside of a group because group thing takes over. You can be inside of a, of a of a protest and actually lose your mind if people start protesting and you know protesting in a way that is like violent and. Turns into uh, not protesting, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is anyway. I'm not gonna say it. political correctness. Strokes <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> Shut that down, brother. Um, so you can actually lose your mind because what happens is that you think us, not me. Uh-huh. You have to have a wow. really powerful self mastery. In order for you to not be taken in by what the, what a crowd is doing, especially so, wow. like if you're in a, for example, if you if you're in a in a in a in a, in a stadium uh-huh. and you are with a bunch of like, you know, 
West Coast Eagles fans, for example, uh-huh. or in basketball, it's easy for you to get taken over by the roaring sound and mood and tone of everything that is happening. Because mm. in a crowd, you just lose that. Yeah, yeah. And then you lose your mind and you act as like you're somebody you are actually not normally. This happens. And so, let me tell you about something else. That oh, ex- this is hilarious. That, that explains conference highs then. Church conference highs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's a let's topic. Not, let's <laughs> political cor- sorry. Um, so they lose their sense of individual identity. Mm-hmm. Being part of a group can lead to heightened emotional states. So it, so anger, hostility, excitement. Mm-hmm. Um, acceptability is another one. So when it, when it, when you're in a group, because you. Because you're in a group, there is that like mob mentality. It's us, we're a big group, we're bigger than me. Mm. Right? One of the things that happens is that you can then start to accept behaviors that are happening in that group that you wouldn't normally think un- is normal behavior. Right? So, yelling, um, uh. what is it? Um, things that you would behaviors that usually see as unacceptable become acceptable when others in a group are seen carrying them carrying them out so mm. you can see somebody in f- in the face of a police officer fully swearing at them and because you're part of his group or her group mm. you can be like yeah not like dude are you stupid <laughs> You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you can just accept it. You don't have to agree yeah. with it. You just accept it. Mm. Here's another thing that happens. So funny. Wow. So here's the other one. People as well will engage in these kinds of behaviors because in a group, people feel anonymous within a large group. Mm. It reduces their sense of responsibility <laughs> and accountability. Uh-huh. So you lose your mind because... I'm in a group, man. I don't have to be responsible. You can't touch me. Because in a sense, if you try and deal with me, you're actually dealing with us. Mm. And we're bigger Mm. than you. I am us. Us is me. Mm. And so what can us, uh, i.e. me, (laughs) I am you. (laughs) (laughs) You, me, everybody. Um, What can we get away with? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, no, exactly. It's up to your imagination. Really, really wow. crazy. So, that, and the other one. Get wrecked. <laughs> and the other one is the diffusion of responsibility. Being part of a group mm. creates the perception that violent or unacceptable behavior is not a personal responsibility, but a group one. It's oh, not my wow. personal responsibility. So, so it's not my fault. It's not my fault. So wow. if you put all that together, because that, that's all... That's everything that's happening all at once. Uh-huh. You know, we're all in the same wave. And us, it's me, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> me, you, me, we, everybody. <laughs> if anyone knows that reference, please comment. <laughs> we're not going to tell you. Um, you, me, we, everybody. Um, so I don't have to be responsible for my, for my actions. Because you know what? If I do something as part of this group, you have a responsibility to back me up. We're in the same group. Yeah. And you need to back me up. You can't tell me off. You're here for the same reason I'm here for. <laughs> yeah. Peer pressure then comes in. and uh, So groupthink works like... So, you know, and so in terms of conformity, yeah. um, it is actually so hard to try and go against a very popular way of thinking because 
the when you think in your mind it's me against a lot of people you are actually right even though if you took every single one of those people individually aside and you actually had a real conversation with them mm. and you dug down to what they really believe and what they really think that it would be so different from all of them mm. but because a way of thinking is so proved prevalent and so in 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 terms of groupthink for our world which is massive today in our yeah. today's world Media. um people are just so easily offended everybody's getting cancelled you might get cancelled before you get 10 episodes out <laughs> <laughs> everybody's it's getting cancelled you get cancelled it's, it's, it's like it's so hard for people to actually speak their mind mm. um never mind you know like so and so if you add a progressive way of thinking to that christianity is old it doesn't yeah. have space in the western world and the western way of thinking the way we're doing so in terms of conforming to yeah because it swims upstream when the other rest is going the other way yeah crazy upside down kingdom <laughs> 